0: Luke 17, and he said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one whom they come, through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him.
1: The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you.
0: Will any of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, Come at once and recline at table. Will he not rather say to him, prepare supper for me and dress properly and serve me while I eat and drink and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were commanded, say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and
1: Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance, lifted up their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made
0: you well. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, He answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. He said to the disciples, the days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. They'll say to you, look there, look here, do not go out or follow them. For as the lightning flashes and the lights up the, as for as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky, from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in His day. Mm. But first, He must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation, just as it was in the days of Noah. So will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and they were drinking, marrying and being given in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark and likewise, let the one who is in the field not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will keep it. I tell you, in that night there will be two in one bed, and one will be taken and the other left. There will be two women grinding together, and one will be taken and the other left. And they said to him, Where, Lord? And he said to them, "Where is the corp- Where the corpse is? There the vultures will gather. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus, uh,
1: his. This is just an awesome chapter. <laughs> it always ends like so much in such I, a I, I,
0: profound like way.
1: <laughs> I, I love it because like I think there's this idea that the God of the Old Testament is hard to understand, and Jesus is easy to understand, right. so let's gravitate towards him. But bro. You are not reading Jesus' teachings. Yeah, I mean and that is not like <laughs> disrespect. Yeah, yeah, but it's actually like it's it's worship. Like Jesus, he he taught in a way to conceal things, mm-hmm. and it right. it it doesn't like line up. You know, we are Westerners. We it, it, and that's not what they want in their time either. But it's certainly, sure as heck, not what we want. You know, yeah. we want to go to class sixteen hours a week and you know pass with good grades and like we we want very clear direct teaching where Mm -hmm. we have the syllabus in front of us Mm -hmm. jesus does not give a syllabus it's not a clear lesson plan um and so he teaches in all these
0: parables that sort of press up against one another yeah and then uh, they like draw us in yeah yeah yeah. like that's the thing i think is so amazing about them exactly they they, yeah they they do everything that you were saying and then they but they have this like effect of drawing us towards him
1: yep yep
0: and so you know we uh we see here, I love, it
1: starts uh, with, you know, once again, kind of like yesterday in the ESV, this chapter is broken up into five headings. Mm. Um, and in the New Living Translation, it's just three and it kind of lumps together all these first three sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just calls it teachings about forgiveness and faith, which mm. is kind of helpful. So that's, that's where this starts Yeah, yeah. Uh, is teaching about forgiveness and faith and, uh, you know, but interestingly, he really starts by talking about temptations to sin, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just be warned that if you are somebody who is tempting other people into into sin, uh, whatever that may look like, it could be gossip, it could be alcohol abuse, it could be you know sexual yeah. sin, whatever. Pay attention to yourselves. It says yeah. that Jesus Himself, Jesus Christ, gentle and lowly Jesus says that you might as well take a rock and throw yourself, take a rock, tie it to your neck and throw yourself into the ocean. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Wolf. That's like a, that's like a Looney Tunes type image. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so that's, that's strong
0: words. And it actually, I I love it in part because, I mean, it's terrifying, but it, it does (laughs) remind me of like the corporate nature of our faith. Yes. And like,
1: yeah. Yeah. We we're so individualistic about sin mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and there, there's even like, especially with conviction and stuff, you know, I've heard people kind of talking about in the context of like leading someone into sin or whatever. They're like, well, they're an adult. They can make their own decisions. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But there's like, that's very much a cane attitude of like, yeah, uh, who am I am, I'm my brother's keeper, mm-hmm. and uh, the Lord's like, yes, exactly, you are. Yeah, yeah. Actually, like it, mm-hmm. or throw yourself into the ocean. Yeah, um, and then he he moves on, and you know, Jerry, I think the best thing we can do. I mean, we could easily just go for hours and hours, mm-hmm. and you know, we have this passage that so infamously gave birth to the greatest gift to Christian culture, which is the Left Behind series. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, um, but you can see, like, why, uh, you know, it's not like they, like, did some biblical gymnastics to, like, come up with that idea. But it's actually, like, uh, one of these things that Jesus teaches. Uh, And so we have to discern, uh, you know, with Jesus, we always have to discern what is, like, a simple truth. What is like a way of saying something? What is a parable? Right, um, exactly. What is hyperbole? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like for example, you have to hate your father and mother to follow me. Okay, right. that's hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, Jesus is a master of you know the the art of language and mm-hmm. rhetoric. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we could just go on and on, but. Let's try to like connect some of this because it seems a little disjointed. Yeah. Um. But you know we have the temptations, of sin, increase our faith, unworthy servants. What 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 threads do you see happening here?
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting that their response to Jesus's warning, um, is, is in in his not just his warning, but then also his command to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is faith. They're mm-hmm. like. Increase our faith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and then Jesus kind of says like, faith the size of a mustard seed could uproot a tree and send it into the sea. Yeah, um, and uh, or yeah, yeah, be uprooted and planted in the sea. And so uh, there, there is this theme of of faith that he is getting at, and he and clarifies for them. I mean, he kind of seems to be correcting them there, but then he gives this story of the lepers. And at the end of that story, he says, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Samaritan, the foreigner mm-hmm. who came back and was thankful to Jesus for what he had done, even though he was trying, doing a little bit of his concealing work there. You know, he did say like, go to the priests. You know, he's kind of like saying like, my time is not yet. Like, you know, go to them and say that like, hey, I've, I've done what you have said and I've been healed. Yeah. Um, but one of them can't help themselves, but go back to Jesus, mm-hmm. be thankful, and he says, "Your faith has made you well." And he even commends that they would give praise to God, or that this person would give praise to God. And so there is something about, I think, faith that Jesus is trying to highlight. And then, of course, that gives us into the this whole kingdom of God thing. And I just want to point out that we didn't like some of these themes were're not seeing for the first time. Um, mm. He talks about the kingdom of God yesterday when we were reading mm-hmm. Luke sixteen. Yeah, the law, uh, the law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's some connections I think there, and in, in faith. Um, and then with the uh, with the temptations to sin, with the forgiveness and the repentance, you know. One of the things that stood out to me was like, again, like we said yesterday, we identi- we should identify with the sin of the Pharisees often, mm. like in our hearts. And, you know, he turns in verse seven or chapter 17 to his disciples and like, is kind of warning them about like, Hey, temptations, the sin mm-hmm. are real. And, and then talks about forgiveness and, and repentance, which was what we talked about with mm. the lost uh, parable, the parables of the lost coin, mm-hmm. the lost sheep and the lost son. Yeah. Um, there was this repentance. So yep. faith, repentance, forgiveness, all of these things are just big things that I think he's giving us some insight into in these particular stories. Mm. So, You know, I uh,
1: I kind of want to speak to this kingdom of God thing um, or the coming of the kingdom because, you know, they're, and I'm not going to get super into eschatology, but... There's this okay. Well, it says there will be two women grinding together. One will be taken, and the other one left behind. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know there will be two sleeping. There will be two in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. Um, And you know I I think what's interesting is in the in the teaching of Jesus himself, we we see these different sort of modes of the coming of the kingdom. We see uh, a lot of parables and, and teachings in which you know sort of people are come and taken away to the kingdom and so you know like there's like the parable of uh the the brides waiting for the bridegroom or whatever uh in you know the oil and the lamps and stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and so there's a bunch of stories that are kind of resonate with this type of language that you know the those not in the kingdom of God will be left behind but then we also have a lot of teachings and this is all like just within Luke you know mm-hmm. not even just the other gospels but just within Luke we also have you know these teachings where Jesus uh, talks about the coming of the kingdom as like a kingdom coming down to earth exactly and then the wicked and the oppressors and all these people will be cast out. Mm-hmm. And so not left behind, but cast out. Mm -hmm. And those who are kind of left untouched are actually those who are here in the kingdom. And so, you know, and again, I'm not going to like unpack eschatology, but it's just good to realize like the complex dynamics that are going on here. And so don't read this and say like, oh my gosh, uh, you know, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, The left behind guy.
0: Um, I forget his name. Uh, oh my gosh. Like the author. Yeah.
1: No, I'm talking about the main, the like famous uh, actor. Nicolas Cage? C- Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Kirk Cameron was right. I don't know
0: if Nicolas Cage is anything related to that, but.
1: I, I think he was in the new one. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. That's Nicolas Cage <laughs> and Kirk Cameron were right. Uh, you know, uh, but no, like, you know, Jesus also says in the book of Luke, there are some t- standing here today will not taste death until the kingdom of God. They've seen the son of man coming in his power or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I think that, and this is a Jason D's thought that I've picked up on, but uh, that that's actually a direct reference to the transfiguration that immediately follows it. Mm. But anyways, there's nuance here. Um, but the the warning that we can have for our daily life is, I, I love this, remembers, remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will keep it. And um, I, I think that that's just like a good word to mm-hmm. hold on to. Again, um, like this teaching, um, you know, because where you f- fall on the like left behind and eschatology and whatever probably isn't going to affect, uh, you know, what you do at your like, you know, analyst job mm-hmm. today or whatever you're doing. But this idea, that to not seek to preserve yourself. And you know, Lot's wife is actually, she's turned into salt. She's turned into the preservative mm-hmm. and you, there's this idea that you just become, um, you know, fully consumed by the things that you devote yourself to. Yeah. So don't try to preserve your life,
0: but, but pour it out like wax for the Lord and, yeah.
1: and you will be found faithful.
0: So. And the ironic thing a lot of times with, <clears throat> I mean, you know, Jesus is so right that, you know, a tree tree by its fruit. And um and so like with some of the like even just to use as an example, not that we're digging deep into eschatology, but like sometimes our views of like the end the story you shared, I think, yesterday about um going to Jerusalem and, and waiting for Jesus to come. Yeah. Gracious covered. In a sense what you're doing is you're just preserving your life. Like you're not, you're not using it for anything. You're not living anything. You're not living by faith. You've lost your saltiness. Yes, exactly. And so um, that, you know, Martin Luther's famous for saying, if I knew that Jesus was coming back tomorrow, like what would I do? I'd go to work and plant a tree. Like Mm. you would, you would carry on uh, trusting, trusting in God, having faith in God. Um, yeah and and what he is doing what he's revealed himself to do and you would forgive i mean you know you would you would do all the things that he's talking about here you would trust jesus and you'd forgive others mm. you would lead your brother into sin um, you would do good to your brother these are all the things that that we would do and that's i think that's what it looks like to not preserve your life and to to wait on the lord in his coming yeah and
1: and just to close out on the idea of faith you know i love i feel like we have all prayed at some point in our life this prayer of the apostles in, in verse 5 increase our faith mm-hmm. or you know a really common one is I believe help my own belief mm-hmm. um and which is not a bad thing to pray but jesus response here is kind of frustrating but encouraging mm-hmm. he he says if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed you could uproot this mulberry seed plant it in the in the seed basically he's saying the size of your faith doesn't matter yeah that's that's an irrelevant prayer to me and mm-hmm. and you know we a lot of us have probably heard this but it's so important to meditate on that it is not this the strength of your faith that makes your faith effective it is the object of that's your right faith. so even that's with right. the weakest frailest faith um you know even if you are like lot just like barely stumbling away from sodom um you know that is the faith to enter the kingdom of god that's right so great encouragement today Jeremy Brooks, this is Will Carlisle. We will see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm.
0: Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word.